Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. Welcome to The How of Business podcast. This is Henry Lopez. On this episode, I'm going to share tips and best practices on email marketing for your small business. From why you should consider using email marketing, if you're not already doing so, to how to be most effective with your emails, I'll focus on the fundamentals of email marketing to help you grow your small business. I don't have all of the answers on this topic, and I certainly don't consider myself an expert on email marketing, but I'll draw on my knowledge and experience and the recommendations that I've gathered from my podcast guests and other marketing experts. To receive more information about the How of Business, including links to the show notes page for this episode, and how you can continue supporting my show and receive exclusive content and discounts through a Patreon membership, please visit thehowofbusiness.com. So let's start with why email marketing. Email marketing is a type of permission marketing. And if you're not familiar with that term, permission marketing refers to advertising or promotions where the targeted audience has chosen in one way or another to opt in to receive promotional messages from you and your business. Now, that might be a very direct opt-in. They've joined your newsletter, for example, or it could be that they've expressed interest in our business and therefore we're going to follow up with them, for example, through email marketing, or they've purchased a product or service from us and we're following up with them. So that's at a high level what I mean by permission marketing. Seth Godin, one of my favorite authors on the topic of marketing in his most recent book entitled, This is Marketing, You Can't Be Seen Until You Learn to See. In that book, he has a couple of great quotes that I want to share with you about permission marketing. The first one is, quote, the privilege of delivering anticipated, personal, and relevant messages to people who want to get them, end quote. That's one of his definitions of permission marketing, which includes email marketing. Let me share that again. Quote, the privilege of delivering anticipated, personal, and relevant messages to people who want to get them, end quote. There's so much in that one sentence that I think speaks to how to do email marketing well that I think is worth repeating. And also, I encourage you to go to the show notes page and and really study that. And also, I recommend his book, This is marketing, again, by Seth Godin. But if I break that down, delivering anticipated, so the audience has asked you to share with them the latest information about your business, knowledge, education, whatever is relevant relative to your business and the audience who has opted in or is asking for more information. It needs to be personal and relevant to them. So much more effective if it's targeted, if it's in alignment with the tone of your business, if it's relevant for that particular audience, not just necessarily one message fits all. And then people who want to get them. That's the big part about opting in in one way or another. Ideally, you build over time an email list of people who want to continue to receive more information from you. Here's another quote from that same book from Seth Godin. Quote, real permission looks like this. If you stop showing up, people are concerned. They ask where you went, end quote. Now, that's an ideal. I don't know that I could say that about my email list. A lot of you who are listening are on that list. Uh, Are you going to be really concerned if I stop sending you an email? Maybe not, but it's an ideal to aspire to. The point that I take away from that quote 
from Seth from that book is that we want to customize the value that we deliver in these email messages, which is completely opposite from just throwing out spam or generic messages that deliver no value for a targeted audience. So in my opinion, at a high level, the goal of email marketing is that over time, you build a list of emails of people who trust you and are interested in what you have to offer. And then you consistently, as as I've already shared here, consistently provide that audience, that list with valuable and relevant information. You want to speak as much as possible to your avatar. And if you're not familiar with that term, it's that target or an ideal customer or client, and you want to speak to them in a tone that makes sense to them, in language that makes sense to them, and of course, on a topic that they're interested in and that they trust you for. Continue to share value, focus on delivering value through your email campaigns, just like you deliver value in what other other channels you communicate or connect with your customers or clients. And yes, email marketing is still very effective. I know we all get bombarded by emails. There's a tremendous amount of spam, but it is if you cultivate and develop a list of people who trust you and are interested in what you have to offer, it is a very effective, not only from a cost perspective, but from a reaching an audience with a specific value or message, it is still very effective. Email marketing, though, should just be one component, of course, of your overall marketing plans and tactics. And it works best when it when it's working in conjunction, in conjunction with your website, in conjunction maybe with the lead magnet or an offer or a marketing campaign that's also being distributed, let's say, through social media. When all of those components are in alignment, that's when overall your marketing campaigns are going to be most effective. There are many types of different email campaigns, and that term campaigns is just used to mean uh, an effort behind emails or a group of emails or a series of emails, or it could just be one email that serves a particular purpose. So let me just kind of cover at a high level the different types of campaigns that you might use or might want to use in your small business. The all-encompassing one and most typical one is promotional campaigns. You are promoting a particular product or service or a special offer for your products or services, and you're communicating that to your audience. For me, as an example, when I release a special new episode or a new workshop, I might share that with my email list to make them aware of this new event or this new episode or this new workshop. Another type of campaign might be triggered by a certain event. Maybe someone goes to your website and completes a form or downloads something or completes an assessment, or I'll talk about it separately, but maybe they have bought something from you. And so that triggers an event or a series of emails. So as I touched on, it could also be post-purchase. So you might have a series of automated emails that go out to that client or customer after they buy from you. You may have periodic newsletters, which is probably the most common or most popular form of email campaigns is a periodic newsletter that offers information, updates, news, and perhaps promotions as well about your business. If you're in e-commerce, you might have campaigns specific to those people who abandon a shopping cart. You might have a specific series of emails to follow up with them and encourage them to revisit your site or reconsider the purchase. 
You might have what we call re-engagement campaigns for those clients or customers who haven't been to you recently. For example, a dentist's office might set up a campaign to reach out to people who haven't scheduled an appointment in over a year to follow up with them and encourage them to do so. And then that touches on follow-up in general in any kind of sales process. As they say, the, the, the gold is in the follow-up. So that's another type of email campaign that you might set up, which is to follow up with a lead after you've had some kind of engagement with them to nurture that lead in, in particular, if they're not quite ready to buy from you at that point in time. So the point is there are all kinds of different email campaigns that you'll bring in and, and implement as it makes sense in your business. A good place typically to start if you're doing nothing with email now, aside from what we'll talk about in a moment about building your list, is perhaps just a, a newsletter campaign, a periodic email, maybe once a month or once a quarter that goes out to your email list to update them on what's going on in your business and perhaps any special news or offers that you might have. That's a great place to start is with a periodic newsletter or update email. Now let's talk about the 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 most important component that, that has to come first, of course, to some extent, and that takes, in my experience, the most effort and time to develop, and that's your list, your email list. And a lot of times I get asked by people, you know, how big of a list do I need? Well, I hate to say it, but it really depends. You might have a list of 500 people that are very engaged and very active who have all opted in and anticipate that content from you as Seth Godin says, then that could be extremely effective. It could be a list of 50 people. It could be 10,000. It really depends on your situation and your audience. I would say though, not to get too focused on the number of people in your email list. It's more how active that list is. And we'll talk about how you measure that in the way of open rates is one way that you'll measure the effectiveness of this email list that you've built. Often people ask, should I buy a list? And that's certainly something to consider. I am not a fan of buying lists, but certainly I've seen it be very effective to buy or rent a list in the case of cold outbound email marketing, and that can be very effective. But I think that's a different type of email marketing. It's certainly not permission marketing, but that doesn't mean it can't be effective. And so you wanna consider that very carefully and measure it very carefully if you do that to make sure it's worth the investment over time. Other ways to build your list. These are not in any particular order, but I'll share with you some examples and some best practices. Certainly on your website, you should have an opt-in form. That's just a generic term for some form that either encourages people to sign up for your newsletter or to receive more information, some way for them to give you their email address and permission to send them information. So at a minimum, you wanna have a simple opt-in form on your website. In the case of a physical location, and we did this very effectively with our self-serve frozen yogurt restaurant, is we actually had a physical sign-up sheet, a paper sign-up sheet on a clipboard with a pen where people could provide us with their email address. And the incentive was that if they did that, they got a coupon for a discount on their next visit. So that was the incentive. So think about whether it's online or physically in a place of business, if that's your situation, 
how you might incent the customer or the client or the visitor to give you their email address to opt in to receiving more information from you. Now, sure, some of those people opted out after they got the coupon, but that's okay. What I found is that that's a very small percentage of the people who instead want to continue to receive information, discounts, offers from me over time. Another way that we've done that as far as physical or even on the website is a QR code that people can scan and then it links them to the opt-in form to share with you their email information. Text to subscribe is another method that's being used where you can set up. There are several platforms that allow you to give someone a phone number. They take text that they text a special code to, and then that'll send them a link to enter their email address. Or maybe you also want to collect their phone numbers to do text campaign. The idea there is that you want to make it as easy as possible through all of these different methods for people to give you their email address to opt in to receive more, more information from you on a periodic basis. So going back to the website, we talked about the opt-in form. I also do believe that pop-ups are effective if they're done the right way. And just make sure you don't overdo that. You know, Google has some rules about that as to whether the pop-up comes right up, especially when people are interacting with your website on a phone, on a mobile device. So don't abuse that, but certainly consider that. Another great way and one of the ways that I've built my list is by what we call gating your content. So as many of you have been listening know, I have a lot of free downloads on my website, but it's not totally free. The price of download is to share with me your email address so that I can add you to my list. And of course you can unsubscribe at any time. But what I find is that if you're going to my website to download a checklist or some other kind of document, then you're probably interested in receiving more valuable information from me on an ongoing basis. Make sure that any kind of download that's on your website, any kind of lead magnets or content or checklist or whatever it might be that you offer, that the person who's downloading has to provide you an email to do so. That's a great way to build a great list. Another way to do that is uh, at events. If you're going to physical events, trade shows or conferences, and you're collecting emails, I really encourage you to, first of all, if you get the entire list from the event coordinator, that's great. Those people that have signed up, we, we kind of acknowledge that we're probably going to get this marketing material. So not completely opted in, but I think it's a great way to build a list. Make sure that you segment that list and I'll explain more about what that is in a moment. But if you do collect emails at your booth or, or whatever it is your setup is at that location, at that event, again, think about offering an incentive to get people to share with you their email address. They're there because they're interested in this industry and this subject. They've come to you because hopefully and perhaps they're interested in what you have to offer. And so that's a perfect opportunity to invite them to opt in to receive more messages from you through email. So those are just some ideas for you on how to build, begin to, and continue to grow your email list. It takes time to do it well. It might take you six months, it might take you a couple of years. Be patient, but build it the right way. Build it so that you are building this tribe of people who really are wanting to receive what you have to offer. And as I mentioned, you want to, over time, as you grow this list, segment it. So segmentation is about breaking up your list into groups 
or affiliations or types of clients or customers such that now you know more about who they are, how they're interacting with you, and what kind of content more specifically they are interested in and want to receive from you. Because the more personalized, quote unquote, the more personalized you can make your email content, the more effective it's going to be. So as you build your list and even initially from day one, thinking, think about tagging those contacts with the type of client or customer that they are, the segment that they belong to, the group that they belong to, so that then over time, instead of sending one generic email, you begin to send emails that are more specific to those different specific audiences that have opted in. So continue to think what is the different motivation of the different personas or avatars that make up my list so that eventually you can target them very specifically and more effectively. Email marketing best practices. Let's talk more about some best practices. I've touched on a couple, but I want to begin to summarize these here. And these are in no particular order, but I do want to start with a clip from an episode that I did with Neil Berman. He's an expert in email marketing. So back on episode 109, I had a chance to interview Neil. And in this clip, he talks about permission marketing. So I want to go back and revisit that topic. And specifically, as he says, you want to send emails to people who know you. So listen to what Neil had to say about that. This is all subject to a rule in our business, and we call that permission marketing. Uh, so this is the opposite of spam. So uh, if you send mail to people that you don't know, and they don't know you, and they don't know why you're sending, they're going to hit the delete or the spam button. That doesn't work. But what a small businessman needs to do is to know who they're sending, get permission to send it. Now, it doesn't have to be necessarily overt where they fill out a form, uh, but if you meet them at a networking event, uh, if, if they're part of your, your social club or your chamber of commerce and they know you and you send them an email, they're, you know, they're apt to accept that. So uh, that's the key in, in this 40 to one uh, return on email is uh, send mail to people who know you. So I encourage you to go and listen to episode 109 to learn even more about what Neil had to share on email marketing. But let's move on with some other best practices. And again, these are in no particular order, but uh, links inside your emails. So that is one of the most important and valuable things you can do. You want to keep the content in the email short and readable, but more importantly, scannable. And I'll come back to that point in a moment. But in the email message, you want to have links to ideally your website where they can learn more about a particular topic or to download a white paper or some other type of lead magnet or to get that checklist or to sign up for a free coaching call like I do. Whatever it is that the call to action is, you wanna have those links embedded throughout the email message. And I'll come back to a little bit more on, on best practices for links, but that's critical that that's part of your email message. And that is the other way, in addition to open rates, Click-through rates is the other important measure to determine how, how effective your email list is and how effective your individual or email campaigns are. This is Henry Lopez with a brief break from this episode to share a special offer from our new show sponsor, SendInBlue. SendInBlue provides digital marketing solutions, including email marketing, CRM, and much more. 
As an all-in-one marketing platform, Send in Blue supports businesses successfully navigating their digital presence by providing the tools to attract, engage, and nurture their customer relationships. Send in Blue helps you reach your customers digitally. You can create personalized emails to automate your customer experiences and workflows to guide your customers to your main message. Thrive digitally with Send in Blue and grow your business as you have the flexibility to grow your list as large as you want with unlimited contacts. Send in Blue's entire pricing structure is based on the number of emails sent, not the number of contacts stored, making it the most cost-effective marketing software for, for small businesses. Use the promo code HOWABUSINESS to get one free month of the light or premium Send in Blue plans. What more can you ask for? Try out Send in Blue. Subject lines are critical, so you want to continue to evolve and develop your subject lines. There are lots of best practices out there that you can search, but essentially you want to make it a catchy subject line. Now, here's something that's counterproductive that, that I've been taught, and that is do not include the person's name in the subject line. And that's because we've come to identify that as very spammy or being generated by spam tools. So people are onto that and they're suspect of that. Now, that doesn't mean you don't include my name in the greeting or the opening of the email. That's very effective, but don't put it in the subject line. The subject line needs to be short and to the point and get my attention, just like a headline for a newspaper article is intended to do. So good subject line, include my name in the opening if you have that. That is powerful, of course. Everybody likes to read their name and it gets it does get people's attention at that level. And then as I've already started to explain, you want scannable content. Nobody has the time to read a long email. Now, there's people who argue with me on that and you probably have received formats of emails that are very long form content. And there are people, email marketing, e email marketers, I should say, that have success with that. That's not my approach. It doesn't work for me. I would encourage you that if you are going to do that, more of a landing page type of content where they read more and more and more, that you take the approach of summarizing it up front allowing me to take the action that you want me to take or continue reading if I want to learn more. But in my opinion, what's more effective is you give them a summary of the information, enough value there. But then if I want to learn more, I click on a link to perhaps a landing page or a website page specific to that content where I can learn more or I can take whatever action it is that you want me to take. So make it scannable. That also has to do not just with the length of the content, but how visually appealing it is and how am I able to scan and consume the content as opposed to having to read every word. So the layout of the content is probably most important to this. Make sure you don't have long blocks of text. People avoid that as they're scanning. So break it up into short paragraphs. Use bullet points as much as possible to highlight key points and key words, and people's eyes will gravitate towards that and they'll scan that. Use bolding or different types of text or color, if appropriate, to focus people on specific takeaways or call to actions. And of course, use images or videos, if appropriate, or link to a video. You gotta be careful with certainly embedding a video because it can be too large and it might get kicked out by a lot of email systems. So you don't want to do that. You want to link to a video typically. Maybe you host it on YouTube 
but you include the link in the email message. So give a lot of thought and continuously work on how easy is it to scan and read this email message. The formatting of it, the visual components of it are key to making it so that it's very consumable by the recipient. Of course, when you send these messages, a technique that I want you to think about using is to resend the same message to people who have not opened it previously or within a period of time. And all of the, just about all of the email marketing platform tools, I'll share some with you here in a moment, provide some way to do that, either automatically or by copying and rescheduling. But that's a technique that I use. I will send it initially. And then typically I have it set up so that five days later, it resends the same message only to people that have not opened the email already. So I'm not spamming or replicating it. I'm sending it to those people again. And it's amazing how many additional opens I get on that recent. So you want to think about also using these email marketing platform tools to set up email sequences. So a drip campaign, as it's also referred to, a sequence of emails, especially like when someone first opts into your list or they download a specific piece of content on a topic and then you might have that might trigger an automatic sequence of emails related to that topic with a specific call to action. That's again an example of fine tuning of focusing the value specific to that person. It's an example of segmenting your list and only marketing and sharing with them what they might be interested in or what they have already expressed that they are interested in. So personalize that content as much as possible. And again, that'll come over time in part as you're able to segment your list. And of course, there's the call to action as I referred to already. You must have a clear call to action if that's the type of email that you're sending. But a call, what do you want them to do next? If it's a marketing email, certainly if it's a lead follow-up email, be clear and make it obvious as to what you want them to do. It could be as simple like when I send out an email, I want to encourage you to go and listen to a particular episode. So I'll include a link to the landing page, the show notes page for that episode, where you can listen to that episode. Or it might be that you want them to schedule an appointment or take some other type of action. Make that very clear. Now let me share with you some thoughts on campaign stats or email marketing stats. There are two key stats that I recommend that you focus on at least initially. And as you get more sophisticated, there are of course other measures, but these are the big ones and it's open rates and link or click-through rates. So let me talk about those individually. Open rates is a measure uh, stated in a percentage of let's say I sent a hundred emails out to my hundred people on my list and 25 of them opened it and the email platforms that I recommend that you use measure that, then you've got a 25% open rate. And that's an important number to track and measure from campaign to campaign, from emails to emails, to see how you're doing, how effective everything is uh, related to your list and your individual emails. So across all industries, every industry is different, but across all industries, what you'll find is the average open rate is at around 21%, or I've seen anywhere between 20 and 25% is very good. Anything above 25% open rate is extremely good you're talking about a highly engaged audience. So if you're already getting open rates above 25%, 
congratulations. That means you have a highly engaged list and audience of people who have given you permission and are trusting you and are interested in what you have to share. And you've uh, honored that relationship such that you're not sending spam and you're providing value on a consistent basis. On the other side, though, don't beat your up if you don't beat yourself up rather if you're not getting those kind of open rates and you're more in the 15% to 20%. That's okay. Over time, ideally, you want to get that to somewhere between 20 to 25% open rate. So some best practices that'll help with improving open rates. Some of these, if not all of these, we've talked about before, but let me go through these three here. Uh, subject lines. So we have talked about that already. So the subject line has to be relevant and, and interesting. And you want to test and adjust from campaign to campaign or a lot of the tools, the email marketing platforms allow you to do A-B testing so that you could test multiple subject lines and see which ones work best. What I have found is over time, you're going to learn how to include a subject line that is engaging, is to the point, is interesting, and motivates the recipient to open that email. Another tip for improving open rates is what we've talked about of segmenting your audience. If you now have an email list of a couple thousand people and your email messages are always the same, speaking to everybody equally, then that's going to be less effective than segmenting your audience. For example, I have a client who has different audience avatars. They may have attorneys, they may have contractors. And so how they're going to message to an attorney is probably different than the message they're going to send about their services and their offering and their benefits to a contractor. And so that's what you'll get to as a level of sophistication as you build this list, as you test, as you measure your open rates, is you'll begin to segment so that as the more specific you are, the more personalized, the more targeted your message is for that particular avatar or segment, the more effective and the higher your open rates will be. And then the last one is this whole topic of sending too many or too few emails. How many emails and how frequent should you send an email? The way that I've approached it is that I send it I send an email when I feel like I have value to send and to share. I am probably not sending emails frequently enough. There are then people who I know who recommend highly that you send an email every day. That doesn't work for me, but it might work for you. I would recommend that to start with, you have some kind of consistent cadence to sending at least, for example, your newsletter. And I think with starting with once a month is probably a good place to start. But if you think that's going to create too much work for you, then maybe it's once a quarter. But just consider, don't send stuff just to send stuff. Don't be spammy. That's not going to help you. So if you've got the content and you have the value, and you've also, of course, taken into account the time and effort that that's going to take to produce, either for yourself or whomever you delegate this to. Take that into account as to what's realistic so that you can consistently deliver value as you email your list. So that's open rates. Let's talk about click-through rates, which has to do with, again, that call to action or those links that are part of your email message. Whether it's click here to schedule that call or click to download this special report or whatever it might be, or click to get your coupon or to buy whatever it might be, whatever that call to action is, the email 
marketing platform that you choose should have the ability to track that percentage. And again, it's it's shared as a percentage of how many emails were sent and how many of those emails had clicks on the different links that you included in the body of the message. On average, across all industries, about a 3%, so it's very low, a 3% click-through rate is good, or average, I should say. So if you're above that, you're doing better than the average. If you're below that, you maybe have some work to do to improve that. Here are some techniques or some tips, rather, on how to perhaps improve your click-through rates. First is to use more effective links in your email message. So instead of putting in your email message something like, to get your free report, click here, and the click here text is the link, that's not as effective as to make the special report text the link. You make that the hyperlink. So think about that technique. That's been proven to be more effective because when it's click here, people are not as clear on where that's taking them. So you wanna make it very clear that when, it's, when they click, that's exactly where they want to go and make sure that that's precisely where they land on your website or wherever it else. It might be a landing page on your website or somewhere else. Make sure that's in fact what they're going to find when they get there. As it relates to links, another tip is to add more of them. And it could be the same one. I do, I do recommend having you know one or few calls to action so that you don't confuse people with choices, but have multiple ways that they can link to that content or that call to action that you want them to take. So if you've seen one of my emails, when I highlight an episode that I've just released, there are multiple places, including a link, listen here, including clicking on the image will take you there as well. So there's multiple ways that I'm making it easy for you to click and link to that content or that call to action that I'm asking you to take in that email message. And then, as I've mentioned already, testing, A-B testing, or just from campaign to campaign, from newsletter to newsletter, adjusting it, testing different ways of, of formatting it so that over time you arrive at a format that's most effective for you and your audience. Now let me share with you some thoughts on email marketing platforms or tools as I've been referring to them. I've used multiple ones. I use two different ones now for my different businesses or for my different clients. And so I'm not here, this isn't an analysis of which one I recommend. You need to do the research and determine based on pricing, based on features, which one might make best sense for you at this point in time. Some of the more common or popular ones include MailChimp, Constant Contact, and SendinBlue is a, a more recent player that offers a great solution as well for email marketing and other online marketing tools. So check those out, compare the prices, compare the features, and make a decision on what makes sense for you at this point in time. It is a must though that you need to have one of these tools, one of these online platforms to manage and automate your email marketing campaigns. You can't do this on your own through Outlook or, or Google Mail. You just can't do it. There's a lot more to it. There's You certainly want to take advantage of all of the features that they have to offer from templates to help you create effective emails to best practices to training and tutorials 
And then, of course, the scheduling components of it. And one of the most important components is that it automates your unsubscribes. So whenever you send an email, you must include, and that's already built into the template with all of these online platforms, a link for the recipient to be able to easily unsubscribe from your list. And then you have to honor that. So these online platforms track that for you. They manage that process of allowing somebody to unsubscribe and then no longer receive emails from you if that's what they want. So that part is important. That's part of not being a spammer and allowing people the opportunity to unsubscribe from your content. That is another, probably a third measure that you'll look at. What you're gonna find that is if you're doing the right work of building that list of taking this permission marketing approach, that you're gonna have very few percentage-wise unsubscribes. But make sure that you make it easy for people to unsubscribe if that's what they want to do. So you need to pick one of these platforms. You're not stuck with them forever. You should have, with all of these that I've mentioned, the ability to download your contacts and go somewhere else in the future if that makes better sense for you. You should be backing up that email list outside of that platform on a regular basis anyway. And all of these tools have the ability to load in a list that you may already have or that you've gotten from some source that you want to load in to that tool. All of these tools are going to give you the basic features of being able to segment templates to walk you through creating an email message and then managing scheduling of sending the email message, resending the email message and managing the unsubscribes. And also, of course, giving you those important statistics of open rates and click-through rates. I've put together a free download, speaking of downloads, and when you go there, you'll see that I'll ask you for your email address. That's the price of getting this download, but it's called Email Marketing Tips. And what I've done in this download is I've summarized a lot of, if not all of these best practices that I've mentioned here in this episode. So if you want kind of a cheat sheet that summarizes all of this, I encourage you to go to the howabusiness.com and then the show notes page for this episode and download that free download Email Marketing Tips. So I shared with you a clip from Neil Berman. He was on episode 109 of the How of Business. Also on episode 79, I had the pleasure of chatting with Joe Apfelbaum. Joe is a, another digital marketing expert. And we talk about all things digital marketing on, it, on that episode in addition to email marketing. So those are two episodes that I encourage you to go and listen to if you want to learn more about email marketing. Here are my key takeaways on email marketing. Email marketing is a type of permission marketing where the recipient, your audience, has either opted in or in another way has expressed interest in what you have to share, the valuable content that's valuable to them and that they want to receive from you. So it's all about providing your audience, the recipients of those emails, with relevant and valuable information. Again, email marketing is just one part of your overall marketing strategies and tactics and ideally, it's all working together to be most effective. You have to build your list, especially if you're starting with email marketing and you don't have a list. That's the most important focus. You want to provide an incentive, perhaps, for people to join your list. Of course, the, the biggest incentive is you're going to deliver to them valuable and relevant content. You want to use techniques like gated content on your website or sign-up sheets at physical locations. All of that is about building a list of fans of what you have to offer. 
people who have uh, shared with you that they are interested in what you have to share with them and that there's a level of trust there. I shared some best practices about making the content of the email scannable, not long blocks of text that people are not going to read, including links to more content and being very concise and engaging with your subject lines. And then we need to measure how we're performing in this area of marketing, just like any other marketing tactic. And the two key measures that you want to focus on is open rate and click-through rate. And then you need to select and use one of the email marketing tools that are available on the market to help you manage your email campaigns. I encourage you to include email marketing as one of the methods through which you communicate and share information with your customers or clients. I wish you the best as you grow your successful and profitable business. This is Henry Lopez. Thanks for joining me for this episode of The How of Business. I release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, including at my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.